What's going on guys? My name is Jeremy Graves. I'm a level three certified CrossFit trainer and former CrossFit affiliate owner. I would like to welcome you to the Elevate Trainer Development Podcast. I've been a full-time trainer for over 10 years now and I've worked with everyone from pro athletes to 90 plus year old seniors. As a member of the CrossFit HQ training staff, I have access to some of the best coaches within our fitness industry. Join us each week as we discuss everything that leads to being a better trainer. We hope you leave educated, inspired, and most importantly, elevated to new heights. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to week four of the Elevate Trainer Development Podcast, where we talk about everything that goes into being the best coach possible. Um, we're going to go off script a little bit today. I, want, I have basically a big template of all the things that I would like to talk about, and it just seems like it wouldn't be appropriate to address the current situation that we're faced with in the world, which is obviously the COVID-19 pandemic. So um, what we're going to do today is talk a little bit about how that's affected our business, how that's affected um, how we go about doing our job, how we can do it better, um, and basically just try to strategize um, our way through this situation. And I know there's been a bunch of different facilities that have done a great job uh, showing how this can be done well, but I think there's a lot of places that are missing the missing the boat, missing the big picture, and I see a lot of trainers and gyms struggling to find a way to really, you know find a way to, to work with our clients and give them what they're looking for, what they deserve, and giving them value so that when all this is over, they come back to us. So that's, that's the game plan for today's uh, conversation. So let's get right into it. So uh, first of all, again, I want to welcome everybody and say thank you so much for listening. Um, the podcast, we've had three episodes so far, basically an intro episode an episode where we talked a little bit about um, programming, how to build a training uh, plan for an athlete. Um, and then we also talked about um, scaling and RXing workouts and doing workouts as prescribed. So we, we've barely gotten started and this, this past week we hit over 100 total listens um, to all the different episodes, which is, again, pretty cool. Again, if, if each episode, I keep saying this, is listened to a few times and people are giving me feedback that they like it and they enjoy it, I'm going to keep rolling with it. So over 100 listens, I'll take it super excited and, and humbled that people would want to listen to me talk about this sort of thing. Um, but uh, we're going to keep this thing going. We're super excited. Obviously, with our company and this program, Elevate Trainer Development, being a remote and more of a, I would say, digital brand, we're really going to lean hard into that, not just because of what's going on now with COVID-19. Um, that was always the intention, but 
and then I do most of my work in person. But because of the situation, we will now be trying to lead lead from the front with this thing, lean into social media, really use it, and start to build our online and digital presence as this whole thing's going on. Um, so again, look out for stuff like that starting to happen probably a little bit faster or sooner than it would have if we weren't in this situation. So um, what a weird time, right? I mean, it's totally bizarre. I don't think there's anything like this that's ever taken place in my life. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that old, but even looking back before, you know, my time where, where the whole world has stopped like this and everything's getting shut down and so many different industries are affected by it. And so many people are scared. I mean, the toilet paper thing is ridiculous, right? You still can't, all the grocery stores are open and you still can't go to one and find toilet paper. I mean, people are freaking out. It's crazy. Um, it is scary. I get that. Um, but, you know, I guess we're starting to see it turn a little bit in terms of people maybe looking out for one another and being more of a collective whole. Hopefully that keeps trending in that direction. But it was a little scary at the beginning just how cutthroat everybody was and just out for themselves, you know, it can be a little scary. So I'm starting to see that kind of stuff get a little bit better. But in terms of our profession, the gyms, right, being a trainer, what's it mean for us? Everything's closing and the gym is closed. People aren't having, uh, people are getting out of routine. You're seeing also people start to maybe drift off from what the focus was and they're starting to do their own thing, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But from our perspective, what happens is we can't do our job the way we're used to doing it. And that in itself is scary. And, and gyms have had tried to, they've had to try to figure out on the fly what to do. And some have responded uh, faster than others. And some have um, led the charge. And, and these are people who gyms and, and trainers that are used to being out in front on things and being a trendsetter and being leaders. And that's great. But, um, we're seeing everybody trying to catch up with what's happening. And I think that's important because I don't think that this situation and what it is causing and bringing out and bringing to the forefront of our industry is going to go away when these stay-at-home orders or this pandemic is over. I think what this is doing is bringing a service to the market that is actually here to stay and it's showing that there's a need and a desire for it. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, right? So when we, if we talk about what's going on here in terms of how it affects us, yes, the gyms are closed. So where we conduct our business in person is no longer a place that we can congregate, meet up, and, and do that sort of work. But what we do as a profession, because of technology and, and the way the world is today, is still easily achievable, but it's going to take some work to get it all set up. And 
And what are we talking about? Our job is to help guide people on their fitness journey or their, or their athletic performance journey and make sure that they stay on track. We give them guidance. We're monitoring what they're doing and how they're doing it. And we give them a plan for overall success. So we monitor their success or their progress to make sure we're going and working in the right direction. Yes, it's great when we can do that and see a person move in person. But we have cameras, we have the internet, we have lots of ways to still see them move. But all of that other stuff, I don't really see how it's interrupted. Right? It's just going to take a little bit more work to make it happen. Our job is to guide and provide a plan and help keep that person on track as they execute that plan. And all that's happened is the the place that that typically is happening in is not an option anymore, but all that stuff that we do can still be done, right? So let's, let's talk about how certain places uh, let's talk about how certain or different gyms are, are, are handling this issue. And again, th- th- none of this is meant to be a knock on the way anybody's doing anything. I think if you're, if you're providing a response to this situation and you're doing the best you can and you're using the resources you have and you're trying to add value to your clients and their experience with you, then you know what else can you ask for as long as they're continuing to still to, to make sure they're doing the best they can. And what are those, what are some of those things look like? Um, the first thing that we're seeing often is gyms or trainers who are working at gyms, right? And, and I think that's most of us in this current setting is you're a trainer at a gym, right? Or you're a gym owner and, and you're coaching clients. The first thing we're seeing is people are providing workouts that can be done at home, Right. And that's that's cool. Right. Hey, you have a chair. You can do step ups. You have a table. You can do, you know, like a a, a lying face up row instead of pull ups. You're you're providing workouts that can be done at home. Sit ups, push ups, lunges, Russian twists, Russian twists, like all kinds of stuff that people can do on their own. And you provide workouts and they go and they do it on their own. That's cool. I think if that's all you're providing, you're coming up short, right? But at least it's, it's something. So that's, I think, step one that we're seeing is people are providing workouts that can be done at home with little to no equipment. Or they're providing their, their regular workouts, the regular programming, and then providing options for, for people to do those workouts with limited to no equipment, right? That would be step one. The next step that we see gyms taking um, is the leasing out of their equipment, or not, not even really leasing out. It's loaning, right? I, I mean, I hope gyms aren't charging a membership or, or even like charging for equipment. I haven't seen that yet. I have seen facilities loan out equipment, track it all, obviously, and record how much stuff's worth so that if anything happens to that equipment, right, they're, they're accounted for and that, that's probably a smart thing because you don't want all your equipment to disappear. But that's like the next step. So you're providing these workouts and then for those who want to come and pick up equipment so they can do these workouts and have some more options, the gym is basically loaning out all its equipment because obviously it's sitting empty anyways, right? And then the third um, 
large scale tactic we're seeing utilized are these Zoom classes, right? And what do we mean by that? We're talking about a bunch of people logging in to an online platform where the coach can see them, they can see the coach, and the coach takes them through uh, the workout as if everybody was standing in class, right? And so it's basically like a virtual class being led. And these are the three different tools, uh, mainly, that we're seeing utilized by trainers and gyms. And I think it's a great start, but I think we can be doing better as coaches. So if we, and I want to talk about each one of these one by one and how we can make sure we're doing it the right way, right? So if we go back to the very beginning and we talk about what is it we're meant to be doing, a trainer's job is to provide guidance and a game plan where the client can take steps that leads to them attaining some sort of goal in an end state, right? Um, and the end, end state doesn't have to be a week from now. It can be kind of in the indefinite future, but we're providing guidance so that they can take the, pro- the appropriate steps to chase that thing down. And then obviously we monitor the progress as they go and make any changes as needed. In a gym, especially in a CrossFit gym, this is often done in these group settings. And if there's one, I would say, main knock on that group setting concept is that there's a lack of one-on-one attention. Well, and, and again, not everybody wants that one-on-one attention, but this is the, this is the great opportunity to give it to everybody. So the bigger the gyms are, the tougher this might be, but this is where you can put your employees to work and you put your trainers to work. This is maybe a different subject on how to utilize the people that are working for you instead of just letting everybody go and one person tries to do everything. You can still have coaches and trainers reaching out to their clients, reaching out to their athletes, and basically handling a group of people. And you can treat this as an opportunity to give everybody a little bit more one-on-one attention. Because if all you do is provide them with some equipment that they're gonna use on their own, and, and let's face it, a lot of people are still getting together outside of the gym and working out. But they have equipment now, they have workouts, what do they need to pay their gym membership for when this whole thing is over? If they're finding out they can do all of this on their own and all they need is a barbell, a medicine ball, and some weights, right? So there's got to be something more than just equipment and workouts because basically we're showing them, in my opinion, that they don't really need us. Hey, it's at my house. I can do it at my convenience. I can do what I want, how I want. And for those folks who have a little bit of an understanding, they might, they might take this as an opportunity to just go ahead and continue doing this on their own. So you have to do more than just the workouts and the equipment. You have to still do your job, which is provide a plan and make sure your 
regularly checking in with these people on an individual basis to make sure they're still on track. And by, by talking about this concept of individualizing their experience, I don't just mean a text message or a phone call. I'm talking about individualize their experience. Assign a coach to them, or let's say you're the coach that is assigned to athlete A. This is the time to have a conversation with them, talk about their goals, talk about where they think they've been falling short or where they've been plateauing, figure out what they want to achieve, and build them a program based on the things and the resources that they have that's just for them, that's going to show them that you're invested in their success, help them go through that, and then if they want to check in and do some group classes to keep uh, maintain their their feeling in, as a part of the community, they can do that. But they also have attached to that group class online this individualized experience where they're getting time with a trainer one-on-one. They're getting Zoom calls or FaceTimes with a coach that's just meant for them where they're going to be talking about the things that they want to achieve, their strengths, their weaknesses, and, and then the coach is going to put a plan in place so that they know they're working on those things that are important to them. So again, we're individualizing this entire experience. And yes, it takes work and it takes time. But again, that's the job. And that's what we signed up for. And that's supposedly what we love to do is really get in there and make sure these people are doing the things that are going to lead to their success. Doing the things that are going to lead to their – them eventually meeting the goal that they told you or they paid you to receive help achieving. Right? And this doesn't just mean exercise. I mean, maybe a lot of their problem is coming from what are they eating, especially right now. It's a mess. It's hard for me and my wife with our three-year-old. Right? What are people eating at home when they're at home most of the day? Right? This is part of getting in there and individualizing that experience. Talk to me about what you ate today. What's your game plan for what you're going to eat tomorrow? Like we're, we're making it feel like it's all about them. They're getting more from you than just a workout and some equipment. It's a good start, but let's individualize the, the program to meet the needs of the client. Right? So we've talked about individualizing the programming based off their goals and athletes' ability. We've talked about individualizing the contact with the coach so they shouldn't just be seeing you or hearing you when you're addressing a whole bunch of people at one time. They should, they should know that you are there for them in particular right? as an individual. So I think that's the first big step that gyms can take. Individualize this whole digital virtual experience. Right? And – I guarantee that if you do that, we're, gonna, we're really going to have a great shot at retaining these people because now they're still getting something from you 
that they would not be getting if they were just doing this on their own. They're going to feel like they're getting the guidance. They're going to feel like you're providing value and you're making this all better for them. Now, let's – so that's that. That's the coach to athlete relationship that you're going to be building virtually or over the phone or through FaceTime or through these Zoom meetings. But let's talk about, I think, another big thing that can be approved on tremendously. And if you do this, you're, you're going to be ahead of everyone else. All right. Every single gym right now is starting to – I mean buy stock in Zoom if you haven't because before all this, Zoom was – Oh, an app that worked half the time and people's connections were terrible, but people would get on there and do it. And some people hated it and some people loved it. Now, everybody is using Zoom, even though there's probably tons of different companies out there that do this sort of broadcasting. But Zoom meetups for class instructor-led sessions is the new go-to, right? And I don't mean this in a bad way, but why? Because it's easier. I can say, hey, guys, I'm going to get online at 12 o'clock and I'm going to lead today's workout session. Come join me. Here's the access code. And I can have whoever wants to, and now I've put it on them, right? Whoever wants to sign up and check into class and watch me stand in the middle of a room with poor filming Poor audio. I'm like trying to demo as I'm talking to you. It's like this really poorly put together presentation. Or I'm just going to explain it and sit there and, and watch everybody move. It's just not done well, right? These Zoom classes. Not everybody. I, I've seen some, some places really go the extra mile in how they present these Zoom sessions. And that's great. Again, they're ahead of the game. But let's let's look at um, something that might be an inclination of of how this could go, right? And and, and be some writing on the wall uh, of how we can really do this well. Look at how wildly successful the Peloton is. And what do people do with the Peloton? They get on a bike in their garage or their living room. And then they join an online class. That is the entire business model. There is no trainer in person. There is no coach. They, let's look at exactly what happens. You go, you pick your instructor, the instructor that you like, you know. Right? Maybe it's a class you've taken before. You know this instructor. You've, you, they do a great job of making these people feel like, again, like you know them. Then... It's an actual class taking part. And I, I, I'm going to address that in a second. The class. Oh, we can't get together. We can't. I, I understand that part. Right? But you go and you join a class and you feel like you were in that class. The sound is amazing. The video is amazing. I mean, these people, when they go and do these Peloton classes, they feel like they're in the class. I know it sounds silly, but you go look at old, like, and this is way before all this, but even watch a, watch a P90X video, a workout session. 
right? You, if you did P90X at home, and, and that program was legit, if you did all those workouts and you ate the way they told you, I mean, P90X was no joke, but you would watch those videos and you would feel like you are part of the class. Now, again, these are put on by professionals. Peloton knows what they're doing. There was production and, and cost and all kinds of stuff that was put into uh, building like a P90X video. But what I'm saying is this idea of creating a, 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 lead at, a lead by an instructor at home exercise program is nothing new. And there are a lot of companies that have jumped on this even before all this has happened. But what this is showing you is reaching people virtually is the future. And COVID-19 has done nothing except for put it right in everyone's face and almost forced our hand to recognize it as something that is real and caused a, a, a need to address it. So, okay, I've compared a, let's say a gym with a hundred people to, and said like, you know, knocked them for their production of their Zoom classes and I've compared it to a you know, multi-million dollar company like Peloton or programs that had tons of production value like P90X. Jeremy, you're crazy and it's not relative. And hey, we're just getting on and providing a little bit of guidance. We're doing what you said and, and it's good enough. Okay. I hear you and, and there's a few things that we could do to make this thing better. So how do we go about making the video content better for the customer who, who wants to sign in and look at this. So the very first thing is this social distancing. So stay at home. You can still get, right, if, if you as the head coach, right, the gym owner, the trainer, you can still get your two employees together, keep everybody distances apart, and prep one of these videos. Let's just say it was you and a coach. And you're like, okay, on Wednesday, we're going to come in and we're going to film five workouts and we're going to alternate back and forth. And you're going to be the person that's explaining the workout and coaching the workout and going back and forth between watching video and watching the athlete that's moving. And then you're going to be the athlete and your athlete that's moving, the athlete that's participating. And you can make sure that you're six feet away from the athlete and the coach at the same time, show separation. But what you're showing is you're showing um, the coach interacting with the athlete and the people on video on who are, who are doing it virtually. And then the person who is the athlete is moving and demonstrating all of the things that the coach is asking for. They can also demonstrate a fault and demonstrate responding to a cue that the coach gives. And the coach can be saying, if you feel this here, this is what you need to be trying to do. If you're feeling that there, this is how you need to fix it. When I say this there, this is what we're looking for. When I say push your knees away from each other, I wanna see you drive your knees out like this athlete. If they're coming in a little bit, the demo athlete can show that, right? This'll be the cue when you hear this, it's a reminder, push your knees away from each other. Little things like that, We'll do 
uh, will be a huge service to the athlete because now they're seeing a live demonstration of what's expected of them. And then they're also seeing a demonstration of how to respond when the coach gives an instruction or a cue. Because again, sometimes it can just be a great reminder to hear, push your knees out, keep your weight on your heels, really lift that chest up in a certain in a certain part of a movement, it's just nice to have a reminder. And now they know how to respond when they see that. The second part of that is, so we have somebody that's serving as a coach on camera. We have somebody that's serving as an athlete on camera, one or two people possibly. And then you also have multiple camera angles that that you're providing um, insight into the way the athlete moves, but you're also making this a little bit more uh, aesthetically pleasing to watch. So you have something from the front, you have something from the side, you have something from another angle that's showing both the coach and the athlete. And then this is a big one for me. It, it does, you can order it from Amazon. I know the best buy here in my town, you can still buy stuff and go pick it up. But having good quality sound when you're talking to your athletes is a must. If you're just filming this on an iPhone and you're 10 feet away and the coach is yelling, it, it's hard to hear what's going on exactly. But for, I mean, if you're doing all these, if you're doing all these video workouts, it's, it's worth the investment. I think for a hundred bucks, 150 bucks, you can buy a mic and you can plug a mic in and basically you can be 10 feet from the camera, but it sounds like you're talking right into it. So we just did three things that are going to improve the quality of your video presentation. And this is just, again, this is just the presentation. So in one recorded, and I know it's nice to do it live, right? But if you record these even, it's, it's a little bit better because you can do all this stuff and make sure it looks how you want. But we talked about having in one workout session proper sound, proper video where your eyes are on the mover and you're responding to the coach. And then number three, we talked about having somebody who's doing the instructing but then on camera – for the length of the workout, if you're doing a 20-minute AMRAP, the video is 20 minutes long. You're watching the athlete move for 20 minutes, and it doesn't have to be your best person. A normal person, right? one of your typical clients, moving so everybody can see how things are going to happen. And you can rotate. You can use somebody different every day. You can use a coach, right? Not all coaches are just are superheroes. A lot of uh, most of them are still just normal athletes who hopefully are working on things and showing and leading by example that we're all working on stuff still, right? But those three things will drastically improve the experience that your clients are going to have when they check, come in and, and watch one of those sessions. So, I mean, imagine this. We, we go, we log into our Zoom meetup. And right there, we have somebody who's filming. I, you, if you have to put something up on a tripod, then you can. But make sure you have proper framing and it's your athlete and your coach. And it's set up in a way that the, the viewers can easily see what's going on. 
And when they log in and they see the athlete and they see the coach, the coach checks into class. There's good sound. They're wearing a mic. There's good video. There's good framing. And we have the two things we need. We have the athlete. We have the coach. Now, that's our presentation. Let's talk about content. Right? In terms of content, you need to run this class just like you would any other training session. Anything you would possibly need for the workout, it needs to be there ready, staged, and accessible. So if you're going to show different ways to do it, again, if I had athlete A using dumbbells and I had athlete B you know, six feet away from the other athlete, 10 feet away from the other athlete still in the frame, or maybe another camera's on them and they're doing uh, something with a loaded backpack, all that stuff is there staged and ready to go. Coach is going to instruct and call out the warm-up. Athletes are going to then move while the coach is talking. They're going to be showing how to do it, but again, they're going along with the athletes that are doing it at home. Then while this is happening, right, the coach can be checking in, looking for any questions that might be being asked, asking for any questions while the demo athlete is still moving. They go through the whole warm-up process. The coach is checking on the demo athlete. The coach is checking in on the Zoom classes, right, on the computer screen, answering questions, interacting, right? Then you move into the workout. You're going to show how this can be done in multiple ways. And again, anything that you need is right there ready to go. And your demo athletes are going to show, right, while they do a couple of reps, you check in with the computer screen, you can... Right, give people some feedback there. But again, this is this again. This is a this gets tough too because now let's say you're watching your demo athlete, and then you go over to the computer screen and you've got ten different screens open. Who knows how people have their cameras? And it's when you have ten different people there, and who knows how they set their 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 camera up. It's pretty hard to give them a lot more than just, hey, good job, good to see you. So that's why it's so important to give them as much information and feedback from your end as possible. They have the demo athlete there. You've instructed them how they're going to be responding to certain cues in different phases of an exercise. So after you give them a little bit of interaction, you're going back to your demo athlete. We've got the version of the workout that you're going to be doing. And maybe in a 20-minute AMRAP, again, if it's thrusters and and step-ups, your demo athlete is doing one round with dumbbells and step-ups and the next round with the backpack that's loaded with a little bit of, of weight, something to make it heavy, and they're stepping up on a chair. So they're showing multiple ways to execute that workout. And again, everyone's following along. You're providing coaching. You're coaching that demo athlete. Every once in a while, you're stepping over to the camera, giving them a little bit more feedback. Meanwhile, the camera is staying on that demo athlete or athletes, and you can go over and interact with the people that are moving at home. And the more you do this, you can start to really put together a presentation that's easy to follow, possibly enjoyable to follow. And you can also start to build a product that might be sustainable and desirable for people after all of this.
hey, I really like how, you know, insert coach's name, Coach Ashley leads those group sessions. And I love the presentation that, you know, Jim X puts on with these at-home workouts. I think I'm going to do this a couple times a week and maybe go to the gym once or twice a week. But I think I'd like to keep this as part of my membership. And if you don't offer it and someone else is and somebody likes that experience of working out at home, it's going to start to be pretty tough to compete with that because now people are understand they have equipment. They can do it at home when it's convenient for them if they have kids or a crazy work schedule. And there's going to be places that provide this sort of thing. And it will turn into right this combination and this is what I think we're getting towards. This would be my recommendation for all this. Film some pre-recorded, properly produced, and I don't mean professionally. I just mean properly with the things I just talked about. If I could do this, I would have an athlete or two demoing spread apart different versions of the same workout while I am coaching the athletes. There'd be a camera on athlete one, a camera on athlete two, and a camera filming the whole situation. I would be mic'd up, and I would be pre-recording this workout that I'm going to release at certain on certain days. And then let's just say that's Monday's workout, and I'm going to release it at midnight on Monday. It'll be up all day, and midnight on Tuesday, I release another one. And... I'm going to ask for people to provide feedback on you know and comment on the video and talk about their experience but when I'm really going to get to how they felt about what they experienced in that video and that workout is those are those one-on-one interactions that you're doing that provide the base of all of this. All right, remember the video the virtual experience that you provided while making that workout was a service that is built on top of the personalization of this entire program, the individualization of this entire experience. And then on top of that, you add this nice package of a virtual gym experience. All right, so that's not the state. These I'm telling you, these Zoom meetups are kind of novel and, and cute and fun right now. And everyone at the very beginning has this idea of, oh, it's better than nothing. I still get to see the coach. I still get to see my people. But it won't be more important to people eventually in the long term than just having a workout or, or, or excuse me, a, a place to do their workout a set of equipment and a workout on the board, they're just going to be like, oh, I'm just going to knock it out. I don't, you know, the class is at noon. I'm busy at noon. I'm going to do it at four, right? But if it's a class that they can pull up on demand whenever they want to pull it up, it had some production to it. So it's good. It's easy to watch. And I can put it on my computer or my TV screen and I can follow along with the workout whenever I want to. If I want to do it, the class was... If class is at noon and I can only do it at noon, then it's done. But if it's a class that's up and accessible indefinitely and I want to do it at 4 o'clock, now we're winning. And that is combined with my trainer reaching out to me twice a week or whatever system we put together. 
and they've individualized this whole thing for me. Uh, I'm doing a class workout a couple times a week or a, 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 a recorded training session a couple times a week. And then the other three days a week, I'm following a individualized program that my coach built for me based on the equipment and the resources I have. They're also talking to me about nutrition. They're also, you know, this is all done through FaceTime. So they're seeing me and we're maintaining contact. And I mean, that's a hell of a product. That's an experience that you're selling. And that is something that's going to keep people seeing you as a valuable contribution to their life experience. And that's something worth paying for. I get that it is – listen, I was an affiliate owner for almost 10 years. We just opened another one here in Texas. And I get that it's hard when you're when – you're, when you are built on doing one thing one way. And that should be what we're all trying to fix is we can't just be able to do something – provide one type of service and only be able to provide it one way. People aren't going to stick around. The, the services that evolve and adapt to the new environment, they're going to thrive. And all of us who just feel sorry for ourselves and look for some way to um, have everyone take care of us because it's like, oh no, look how hard this has affected us. We can't work. We can't open our doors. And we just ask everyone, hey, just keep paying your dues while this whole thing happens and we'll program at-home workouts. It, it's not going to last forever, guys. And I, and I also don't know if it's completely appropriate right, to be asking that of people. Right? If you're going to be charging people their membership – just heard some loud lightning in here. It's, if, you, uh, if you do hear it raining, it's storming pretty bad right now. But um, So sorry if it's disrupting the, the quality here. I'm uh, outside in our, our gym at our house, and you can hear the rain on the roof. So hopefully it's, it's not too bad. But again, if we're going to be provide, uh, charging the, our clients still, we need to be providing a service that makes those fees reasonable and worth it. And again, even maybe seem like, oh, man, I'm getting, I'm getting a lot for, for this amount of this, – this fee every month I'm getting – one-on-one interaction with a coach, an individualized training and nutrition program, and then they have this incredible database uh, of lead at-home training sessions that make me feel like I'm at the gym. I mean that's where this thing's going to go, and those are the companies that are going to thrive. Not just survive, but thrive because I'm telling you, this will still be a thing. This virtual service will still be a thing. Once this COVID-19 stuff is over and, you know, like I said, we're going to kind of lean right into that. We're going to start to put together um, exactly the kind of content that I'm talking to you about right now. And hopefully we'll be able to help people do that um, in the future. So 
Think about what we were talking about here, guys. Again, anybody that's trying to do this, this wasn't meant to be a knock on how they're doing it right now. Everyone's just learning and changing as we go. Make sure you're doing that same thing. Don't get caught up in what's okay and acceptable and getting it done right now. Make sure you are continuing to learn, evolve, and grow, and adapt to the current situation and understand that this is a style of training that's here to stay. This virtual Client interaction is here to stay, and there are companies that have been doing this really, really well before all this happened, and they're not missing a beat. They're not sweating it. Brands that put out digital content that have a virtual platform, they're not missing a beat. They're, they're fine right now. Right? So – Think about adapting your business to this concept. I know we are. Come up with a game plan. Execute on that game plan. These are scary times. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. All we can do is think about our people, realize we're still able to do our job, control what we can control, and move forward. Okay. Thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, Everybody stay safe out there. Reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. You can reach me at cfcoach.jgraves at gmail.com if you have questions or you want to ask about any of the stuff we've talked about so far. And I look forward to talking with you guys again. Thank you. Stay safe, everybody.